Welcome all you good movie buddies to the Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie theater popcorn and other movie snacks. As always, my name is Rick Williamson, your very best good movie buddy, and joining us as usual is our other good movie buddy, the Canadian Machine, Mr. David Melhorn. David, how are you doing today, my man? I'm exhausted. I am also exhausted. Before we talk, let, let's let's set the stage before we get into it, if you'll allow me to. And then, of course, you can add your commentary as per usual. But, number one, we are doing two episodes on Avengers Endgame. This is the spoiler-free episode. If you haven't watched it, you can listen to this whole thing, and we're not going to spoil it for you. And then a little bit later on this week, we are going to launch our spoiler-filled episode, which is talking about nothing but spoilers. But before we get into that, let's just take a look back at the last, at the weekend that we had. Uh, it was a hectic weekend, and I, we've mentioned this a few times on the podcast, David, about how this is an indie podcast. Like this is a this is a hobby for us, you know. So we had our company. Our, you and I work for the same company. Shout outs to Redtail Technology. We had our team building retreat this weekend from Thursday to Sunday. And so not only are we working together with our teammates from across the country, not only are we partying with our teammates, doing team building activities, things like that, which takes up a, if, a lot of, if not all of our time. But we had Avengers Endgame. <laughs> come out which we saw thursday night in san diego at 11 p.m fell asleep got got home got to bed around 3 30 in the morning we have the nfl draft which is a big deal for us we had the game of thrones battle of winterfell is there anything else i'm missing that we had happen i feel like i'm missing one like something gotham ended like <laughs> mea the playoffs, the NBA playoffs. playoffs. And so uh, let me ask you this. Do you feel with team building, and this is not to say like team building, we had a freaking great time. I love everybody who I got to hang out with. I love everything I got to do. But would you say that for as busy as we were with team building, none of those other things really had the impact that they might have had had we just had a regular weekend? Is that fair to say? I think it's fair. Um, like we've been busy. Yeah, been busy. We haven't had the opportunity to kind of sit and marinate on it, you know. We we've and so now we get to, um, and so that's what we're doing. We're talking about Avengers Endgame, the what is it, the twenty second film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the last film in what Kevin Feige producer Kevin Feige calls. The Infinity Saga. Last movie, man. And, um, I mean, David, let's just keep it simple. How'd you like it? I enjoyed it. You yeah. know, I, I think it was a, a fitting end to, you know, the last 10, 10 plus years. Um, yeah, man. 22 movies or whatever we're up to at this point. Um, I thought it did a good job of, of not being too cliche of an ending, like doing something that we hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. But I also think that it did a good job of kind of closing the book on some characters. Sure. So we've always had 
you know, Iron Man since the beginning, Captain America since the beginning. I thought it did a good job of completing their character arc and getting us to a point that we're okay with what's next and Branching a lot, branching what off. moves on from here. Sure. Yep. I think, you know, and this might surprise you, this might surprise our listeners, but the first thing that I'll come out and say is that it's not a perfect film. Nope. Um, it it I, I, There was a couple parts, and granted, it might have had to do with the time we saw it. It might have had to do with the fact that we got up for an early flight. But there were parts where I was like, oh, like, there's not a lot of fighting in this movie, or this is kind of slow, or there's like a lot going on. Whilst also at the same time, there's not a lot going on. Um, and I found that interesting. I, I just the same as Infinity War, some characters get to shortchange. Although I will say that I think this movie does a really good job of pun fully intended balancing the characters that maybe didn't get as much attention in Infinity War are now big time players. For example, and I don't think this is a spoiler, but you would agree, David, that Cap really didn't get a lot to do in Infinity War. This movie's almost a hundred percent Cap's movie. Um Cap and Iron Man. Cap and Iron Man, I was gonna say ratio wise. But uh, I also loved it. I, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was I thought it was a fitting end to the Infinity saga. I thought it did a really good job of paying off. Is paying off the right word? Maybe, I don't know. Making it worth it to the audience for watching every film, right? Even movies as insignificant, seemingly insignificant as Thor The Dark World, which is probably the most meh out of the MCU movies. You get value out of watching that movie. <laughs> I find that interesting. Um, it, I was very sad. Let's walking out. I was very satisfied. If I could walk out of every movie as satisfied as I walked out of Endgame, there there would be peace on earth. Well, he, and here's what I think that this movie kind of put a bow on for the franchise is that one of the things I think we've always enjoyed about this franchise mm-hmm. and the Infinity Saga was the fact that we had these heroes that are are not perfect. Right. And I think in this movie, that gets reinforced over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. We see them for their flaws. We see them for their humanity and that. And I think that's, you know, we've talked about this before. That's one of the things that DC lacks in a little ways. Too many of their characters are basically gods from that standpoint. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we see it even in the ones that are quote unquote gods, you know, Thor. You know, you see him for his imperfections and his issues. Right. You see Iron Man, even Captain America in this, you see his flaws and issues. And so I think this really brings home who these characters were when we were first introduced to them. Yep. And we get to see that in a number of different and ways. All vastly grown. And we get to see where they are at the end. Yeah. And it's cool the way that they do it to put it right in your face. This is them before and this is them now. Yeah. And so it was fun to be able to see that. And it really did feel like it was a payoff. It wasn't just another movie in the franchise. It was 
the ending, you know, hence the name, mm-hmm. Endgame, but it was the ending to a time period of Marvel. Uh, just something that's never been done before, you know? And that's what, I. that leads me to another question. Much like, uh, and this is, so this is, Kind of weird because we, we we talked about this about analogies and things like that. We talked about um, we talked about how we thought we, we were comparing these to other major franchises. We were comparing these to Lord of the Rings. We were comparing these to Harry Potter. And with Lord of the Rings, you saw Lord of the Rings win eleven Oscars, essentially for they're giving the entire trilogy those awards. Right, that was like the culmination. Um, with Harry Potter. There, there was no awards, but they were the send-off. This is the finale, right? So as a culmination, or as this film exists, do you think that it is going to get, I don't know, a little leeway? Maybe go a bit easier because of the way it puts a pretty great cap on the Infinity Saga? Well, here's a couple questions on that before I get into that is, do you look at this as a single movie or do you look at Infinity War and Endgame as a two-parter? Do you judge them kind of in combination? I think that they work really well as one and two, but I think Infinity War has a beginning, middle, and end. Sure. And this has a beginning, middle, and end. So theoretically and structure-wise, they work as their own films. Sure. But they are sequels. Direct sequels, um, and that's just that's like six hours of kind of. They're actually, I mean, this isn't too much of a spoiler, but technically, this film starts five years. I mean, we have a little bit, but it's pretty much five years post, yeah, what happened. Well, we get a, a period of time that's only a couple, uh-huh. couple weeks after, uh-huh. but the majority of this film jumps forward five years, right? Establishes the timeline. Establishes a, a matter of um, like this thing happened. Yeah, right. A post a post snap world. So I would say I I genuinely as I think about it, these all work very well together. Like if you watch all of the Indiana Jones films, like they're awesome, and these are more connected than that. But I do think that you could watch Infinity War on its own and I and be satisfied. And I do think you can watch Endgame on its own could, and be satisfied. Could you do that if you hadn't seen any of the films before and knew nothing of the history? Do you think this period of, what are we, 22 movies or uh-huh. 23? 22. I 22. believe this is the 22nd. So could you pop into any of the 22 movies, you think, and enjoy it as a standalone movie? Yes. But the brilliant thing about the MCU is how you can get just a little bit more enjoyment that that incrementally increases if you come on this journey with us. Sure. Like if you watch Iron Man 2, you, it, it's going to be fine. You know, if you watch Thor The Dark World, you're going to be fine. But it, it, there's just so much more that is there, sure. you know, that is there available to you as a viewer. That you can, if you pay attention and you catch up on, the same is true here as well. I think they do a good enough job of establishing things that have happened uh, in the past and how this is different to the point of where it would make sense as a one-time viewer. But 
Like 60%. See, this is the only film I disagree with on that. Okay, interesting. Every other Marvel movie thus far, I would say yes, you could pop it in. I mean, you don't really pop in movies anymore, (laughs) but you you could stream it and you would enjoy it. You would feel like, okay, there's more to this, obviously, but I've got a beginning, middle, and end. Right. And I don't have to be in the know of everything that's going on. Like, I don't have to have seen the previous ones necessarily. Uh-huh. At least coming to mind, there's none that jump out um, that you need to know that. Now, this one, I feel like you do because of the things that they choose in the stories. Some of it may would a lot of it, I feel like, would be lost on you and you wouldn't know the background of of it. Sure. If not for getting that, like sure. even. Even the whole conversation, and this isn't a spoiler, but even the whole conversation of a snap, like, where are half the people? Like, okay, that is point. something that that's you need you need background on <laughs> to understand what the heck's going on. Like, that's a good point. But I would I would also say that it's the same thing as watching like the third Indiana Jones, like, to a much much larger degree. Sure, I think you're right. I think that this movie more than any other Marvel movie is dependent on you seeing the other films. Yeah. That's indisputable. Yeah. But I do feel as if you could still enjoy parts of this film without it, but less so than any other film. Yeah. I agree. Um, But yeah, I think you're right. I think this movie is massively dependent. This movie is more so than anything, more so than any of the previous 21 movies, a movie that you really need to see. Well, and I think I think that was something that brought out why the Russos even said, you know, don't spoil this movie and that kind of thing, because it was to me, it was almost it was almost like maybe for lack of better term, a love letter to all everybody involved in Marvel and all the fans and all of that. Like this was for them. Like all the other movies, and obviously this movie's going to make a crap load of money. It already has made a crap load yep, of money. We're going to talk but, about that in a bit. But I also think one of the reasons they didn't want it to be spoiled is because they did this as payoff for sure. everybody that had dedicated the last decade plus of their life to following this franchise, to following these characters, uh-huh. and even to the actors who have dedicated a huge chunk of their lives to this and to put all that work and then cold hearted people like yourself go and read the spoilers for myself. Yeah, I, I get it. But (laughs) that's why I think for them, they were, you know, no one, everybody always doesn't want their movies to be spoiled, but it's not very often you get like an active campaign by the creators to say, don't spoil this movie. It's because there are people who I genuinely consider to be terrorists who will go out and they'll say something like... LaShawn McCoy. Oh, fucking LaShawn McCoy <laughs> came out and said, I can't believe they did this. And it's like, you, Shady, my man, you're a piece of garbage. Like you're, <laughs> that is a garbage thing to do. But you bring up an interesting point, David, which is fan service, right? Yeah. And a lot of times fan service comes at a disadvantage or it comes at um, a cost to the non-fans. Exactly. It comes at a cost to not only the non-fans, but also maybe the story, you know, maybe the film itself. Would you would you say that this might be the best fan like my might be the best fan service ever committed to film? 
Yeah, like, I, I, I'd have to think about before making that wide sweeping uh, generalization. Generalization, sure, but sure. I, I mean, I think it's it's also the only one of its time. Like we've talked about, the thing about this whole Marvel saga and the Infinity Stone saga is that we've never had a studio, a franchise take this approach. Like, think of the long running franchises. Sure. I mean, you threw out Indiana Jones. It's only four movies. Um, mm-hmm. You take Lord of the Ring, three rings, three movies. The only the only franchise that has been that I can think of that's been running longer. There's two maybe that I could think of that mm-hmm. are running longer. Fast and the Furious. Okay. Might be a longer franchise. I think Fast it's and the Furious came out before Iron Man. Yeah, um, I think you're right. So you've got that one. Uh huh. And James Bond, which sure. James Bond is a different. This is Fast, Fast, and the, Fast and the Furious is the closest thing we have to this, in sure. the sense that we, it's been the same characters it for the most part into this. for the same point. But right. we never had a plan in the beginning of we're going to do Fast. There was a point where they said we've got a plan for the next three movies. Like there's going to be a seven, eight, nine, ten, or right. whatever it was, um, where they came out and said that. But I don't think we've had. You know, obviously DC then came along after and tried to do it, but uh-huh. you know DC's history had always been: we're going to do a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. That one was successful. We'll do a second Batman movie. You know, we're going to do a whatever. Um, Listen, to give Fast and Furious credit, they did it before Avengers did. Now they Fast and Furious. Not to get didn't. too far off on a tangent, but the when they decided that they were going to start bringing everybody back was in 2009 with the fourth film sure. and then the fifth film came out in 2011 one year before avengers that had everybody from every movie before it sure so credit where credit's due that's right although marvel started it marvel did iron man and then sam jackson showed up and it's like oh shit right yep but yeah you're right in that but it's outside of that, hard to compare it. I mean, outside of that, you could throw in Star Wars there too. We're up to eight movies. We're going to have a ninth here at the end of this year, where you've had. Well, I guess we're going to have ten movies because you got Rogue One in there mm-hmm. too. Um, but that is another franchise that's been carrying on for a long time sure. and obviously been well planned out for the most part. Sure. Well, at least planned out. Um, so you have that, but there's nothing really else to compare, and. Definitely not something with the volume of movies that this has had. Right. Like we're talking about, yes, Star Wars has a longer history, but during that history, they're up to 10 movies. Marvel did 10 movies in like five years. Literally. They did 22 movies in a little over, in 11 years. Essentially two movies a year. Some three. Some three movies a year once they really got into their groove. Now, we're going to talk more about, you know, we're going to talk more about the music. We're going to talk more about the humor, the characters. We're going to give our final ratings. We got, I'm going to let you pull up some box office stats for us. But before we do that, got to take a second to have a quick little ad break. What's up, good movie buddies? Before we finish up, I want to remind everybody that you can get regular episodes of The Popcorn Diet delivered to you for free by hitting the subscribe button, following wherever you're listening. We appreciate you. Just take a couple of seconds to hit subscribe, give us a rating, write us a review. We also want to remind you to check us out on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash The Popcorn Diet and consider donating money, becoming a patron, paying money towards the podcast. Not only is it going to help us improve 
and generate more content and and grow the podcast. But it also gives you access to exclusive patron-only stuff like franchise refills episodes, merch, and things like that. So check it out, patreon.com slash thepopcorndiet. Of course, we don't want you to forget that you can also follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram at thepopcorndiet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our latest regular episodes, articles, reviews, and more on our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. But David, one thing that we didn't really talk about, I mean, there's so many things to talk about this film. It's very difficult to talk about in a non-spoiler capacity. Um, But I did want to take a little bit of a sidebar just for a second and talk about music, okay? And this is something that is important to me because I'm a big movie score guy. And... The MCU is really interesting when it comes to cinematic scores, okay? And the reason that it's interesting is because the they do have, in my opinion, strong scores um, for the most part. However, there is inconsistency within their own franchises. Iron Man has three separate scores in three separate movies, Likewise with Captain America, likewise with Thor, and I find that to be extremely interesting. Um, they're all pretty good. Like Thor, the, like all of the Thor themes, yeah, uh, including Ragnarok, include like they're all pretty damn good. But I, I, it's it's interesting that we get different themes for these different movies. The Avengers, however, would you agree if I were to ask you if the Avengers is one of has become one of the iconic film scores. Would you agree with that statement? That it's become on the level of, I don't know, a Pirates of the Caribbean? It hasn't won. It hasn't, here's it, here's it the, the only difference I would say is I don't think people could get past eight to ten seconds with Avengers you don't as think far so? as recognizing the, the like maybe a little bit beyond that. But I feel like they can think of like that clip, like uh-huh. whereas like Pirates of the Caribbean, like I feel like you could recognize it for like two and a half minutes of the of the score. Okay, interesting. Whereas I feel like Avengers, you have that that iconic like build up spot that they use right. in a number of different aspects yeah. throughout the film. Maybe, Obviously, in the beginning, maybe too. maybe the best and most frequent use of it in this yeah. film. Yes. So I, I definitely think the music is a, a very iconic that you would recognize it. But I think people recognize probably from iconic scores or, or music, probably a shorter segment than pretty much any other one of those. Like Star Wars. Star Wars, you could go for a long period of that song sure. and like sing along with it. Well, Star Wars also Pirates, has. you could, you know, like. Of course. There's a number of them that you could. Indiana Jones, like. People can Superman, sing those, Batman. you know, like all of those you could do. This one, I feel like it's not as like a. Maybe I'll put See, the, but I think you could do that. But I don't think most of the people like I know myself, like I would recognize it if you played it. Yeah. But I couldn't sing it back to you right now. Interesting. And I think it's just because it's not as catchy of a score. As or of a song as it a lot of the others. doesn't quite have the melody, if you will. Yeah, the, there's the, not like a the beginning, middle, and the structure. You know, of it. like Star Wars, I can go 
you know, you've got a number of different options for Star so Wars, many. but yeah. like, we don't have you to... know, you could do the Imperial Death March. Like, that's easy for sure. me to be like, bum, 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 boom, you right. know, like that's easy to do. Avengers doesn't scream to me like, again, I would recognize it easily if you sure. played it. But to be able to sing it back to you right now, I don't think I could. Interesting. And I've watched every movie multiple times. Yeah, I know you have. That's really interesting, man. And now I do get your point in that some movie theme songs are, are you remember the entire song. Like you remember the entire two minute piece of Pirates of the Caribbean music. You remember the everything from or so many damn things from Star Wars or even Harry Potter. The key moments of Harry Potter are songs that last two three four minutes you bring up an interesting point in that avengers the theme that's like a 60 second theme but it's always layered in Mm -hmm. and going back to what i said before i think more so than in any of the other avengers movies that theme shows up that theme shows up one two three times including the credits i think and four times if you include the opening title as well and it might be the best. Like, of Infinity War, when Thor shows up in Wakanda, was what I thought the best that it could get. You would agree. Sure. Just, probably one of the best moments in the film of last year. Yep. But when they trigger it here, like, the theater's roof blew off. Sure. And... I'm just I can't I've been listening to it and I get chills because I remember the moment mm-hmm. and I didn't get that listening to the version of the theme from Infinity War. I got hyped, but I literally get goosebumps. Um, I don't know. I, I just think the music is interesting. Last thing before we wrap it up and we give our, our popcorn ratings and things like that. I did want to talk about who you felt won the movie, who gave the best performance, I think. The two key guys, it's Evans, it's Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. They're doing the best work as these characters, in my opinion. And I like how their characters evolve. We had talked about how their characters evolve. So let's take them off the board, okay? Okay. And let's go for everyone else. So if you had to pick like your, your favorite performance or your favorite character and what they did within this film, and it can't be Cap and it can't be Tony, who would you pick? Where are we going? Favorite? Or are we saying the best? Favorite. This is, we're talking, this is our this is our opinion. Okay. Right. Well, I'll preface it here with a couple. First, I think if you're going to take Tony and Cap out, the third is a tie between two characters for who was kind of the next level sure. in this movie. And remember, we're not going to get too into details here. One was, uh, oh gosh. Scarjo. Okay. Black, uh, Widow. Black Widow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I feel like the journey you went on with her in this film mm-hmm. was not that far off of what you got with with Tony and Cap. Sure. Like they go deep into her and how everything has affected her and sure. how her characters evolved. Even just you know the story that you see from start to beginning. Sure. Um, and she's technically. Our second longest running, well, third longest running character, Potts. Potts, well, if you eliminate the people from the first Iron Man, she was in the second Iron Man, which is before we got Cap. Right. right. Technically. Before we got Cap, before we got Thor. Yeah. So she's been around for a long time. Sure. We've gone on a long journey with her. 
So I thought her, it was, it was interesting to see how they wrapped up her. And so I thought she was like kind of that next tier of focus on this, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to go out of the box a little bit. Okay. Maybe not what you're expecting. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going Thanos. Ooh, interesting. I really thought he was so much better in this film than last one. Like the last one, I felt like he was just kind of that traditional, like big bad guy, like trying to trying to end the world type of thing. And this one, I felt like they gave a whole lot more like depth to him. Wow. And maybe it was a culmination of taking what we knew from the first one and they built upon it. That's um, a good point. But I felt like I walked away from this like feeling like he was one of the better bad guys that we've gotten in in movies. Like at the end of in, Infinity War, like I didn't feel like that. Uh, even though with the ending that we had and him snapping and you know taking out wiping out sure. half the planet, and even the way they they characterize him, he's very different villain. Maybe not in his end goals, but. In the his characterization is very different than what we're used to, at least in this franchise. Yeah. And I thought, you know, maybe it's because, and we'll get into this in spoilers, but you get a whole lot more Thanos in this movie, I think, than in Infinity War, and maybe it just feels like it. But I felt like you got a lot more to him as a bad guy and all of that. And I walked away being like, like I actively felt like there was times where I was like, man, I hate this guy, like that kind of thing. And I feel like okay. I didn't get that as much. It never really felt that way in the previous one because I felt like it was so much more of like we were all over the place, like we had all these different storylines, right. not even all the Avengers were there together. It right. never really felt like all of the Avengers struggling against Thanos, whereas this film, it really felt like everybody coming together to try and stop Thanos. They now, well, because now I think that's an excellent point is because now they know who he is. Yeah. Because remember, when he shows up in Wakanda and in Infinity War, it's the first time pretty much everybody has seen him, knows anything about him. No one knows about what happened in space right. with Tony and Strange and, right. and that crew. Right. Like it was the team was very fractured in Infinity War. And in War. this, they're like, we know what we got to do. And we know who we're up against. Because of that, you didn't really get. Like you had just, I feel like you had just as much screen time and, and fighting from, uh, Thanos's minions, his, his crew, his black order, black sure. order in infinity war than what you got from Thanos. Whereas in this movie, we get a whole lot more Thanos action. I feel like, um, throughout the film. And so for me, I thought this, especially being built off of infinity war uh-huh. really hammered home. What a great villain and it kind of kind of supported all the buildup that we've had to this like i didn't feel like when i even with the crazy ending and the snap and all the people going like i felt cheated a little bit from that of like (laughs) who thanos was as a as a bad guy like there wasn't enough depth like you think of like great villains in movies like there didn't seem to be enough. Like yes, they showed that's so interesting his history in that, but I felt like I didn't really get there with him until this film. That's so interesting because that's literally the opposite of what like everyone has said about <laughs> Thanos and, and Infinity War. At least Infinity War Thanos, and I feel like I understand what you're saying in that in the first in Infinity War, Thanos is just this posturing guy who's just like I'm I'm. 
I bear I bear great purpose and I bear great burden and this brings me no joy. Yeah. And in this movie, he's basically like, fuck you. Yeah. Like he's an actual He's an actual bad guy. Bad like, guy. I feel like Infinity War teeters on like we've talked about this before, about a lot of bad guys that give like their purpose is not necessarily bad. Right. What they're doing to accomplish it is it's the bad. bad. Like killing half like the world. You just like it a lot more when someone's just like, I'm going to cut your head off, you piece of shit. Exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, like, that makes sense. Like we get a line in the film, and I can't say it because it's a spoiler, yeah. but basically where this is going to be a paraphrased version, so I'm not spoiling <laughs> it, but basically says, I'm going to enjoy killing you. Like right. we didn't get that from Thanos. It was always this reluctant, like I'm doing this for you, you and the world and all that. And right. like, I didn't like that. Like, you, do, you don't you don't get up you don't get up for like the apologetic bad guy like you don't get up to go and kill him for the apologetic bad guy you want okay. like you want someone you can hate right and I right. feel like you got more of that you got more of that side of him in this film okay 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 you know what we talked our way through this I feel like we've come to a, an area where <laughs> it makes sense um, as far as for me. I mean, that's a really good. It's hard to argue against that. I, I do like that. For those of you who are concerned about Hawkeye not being in Infinity War, they do Hawkeye right. They give him a lot to do in this film. Yeah. Uh, he's fantastic. Everyone's fan. Everyone is fantastic. I was surprised at how funny this movie is. And I was, and I, I was surprised. But then also when you think about Thor Ragnarok, I was also not surprised at how much of that humor came from Thor and Hulk. Not oh, if you're if you're going my favorite, Thor yeah. is my favorite, Thor. hands down. Like Thor. If you're talking about who is my favorite characters from this film, it's Thor without a doubt. Thor's journey, Thor's character journey is so fascinating. It's just such an interesting thing to talk about and discuss and to see his he. Uh, that's the other thing, man. And we keep talking about this, but the journeys that these characters have been on. The way that we have seen them change, you know, because Indy's always Indy. Bond is always Bond. But our heroes change and have grown over these past 22 movies in ways that you don't really see. You don't see in Fast and Furious because family is family. Pull up a Corona. Salute me, familia. You know, that shit ain't changing. Um, it's just the enemy, you know. It goes from a plane, a tank to a plane to a submarine to the space probably. But with this, all the characters have changed. Now, David, you and I talked about, we made predictions. I made a prediction that this was going to be the biggest movie of all time. What did this, uh, what what kind of numbers did this thing pull in, being our statistician? Just bonkers numbers. <laughs> um, granted, we're still estimates because as, we we're, record as we're recording this, it is Sunday. So everything is projected. They haven't come in yet. Um, opening weekend, it's projecting right now to be... Around three hundred and fifty million domestic. Domestic. That is just for reference. That is a more than fifty percent of what Infinity War made in its entire run. Yeah. So you have that, and then worldwide, it's at one point two billion after three days. After three days. It's made eight hundred. If you need the math, there it's eight hundred fifty-nine million dollars uh, outside of the U.S. So, needless to say, it's absolutely bonkers. But the crazy thing about it is, just from this weekend, 
it's already the 18th movie of all time worldwide. <laughs> Just from its three days of being open, it's 18. Put that in perspective. It's in between Iron Man 3 and Minions is where it falls Which in between. Which took months, months uh, across the entire planet to make that money. The interesting thing will be to come because obviously the, the number to catch is Avatar's 2.7. Yeah, worldwide. Or the, Star Wars is 923 domestic? Yes, 936. 936 domestic. Yeah. So the interesting thing will be is when you go into opening weekends, uh, worldwide or domestic, uh-huh. the funny thing about Avatar, going back without getting on too far of a tangent, is Avatar was 90... Well, I guess it gets screwed up because Avatar did a limited release. Right. Um, its first full weekend... Where it was in a full set of theaters, it did only seventy-seven million. It had legs. But then the next weekend, over Christmas weekend, it did two hundred and twelve. Right. So you kind of go with two hundred and twelve as as the number for it. But this made almost one hundred and fifty million more than that. Right. Um, second biggest weekend. Put it in perspective. One more aspect on this: Infinity War. Was the biggest opening before this? Uh huh. Two hundred fifty-seven. Star Wars: Force Awakens was two forty-seven. Uh huh. So this is probably going to end up om- roughly a hundred million dollars more in its opening weekend than any other movie before. That's insane. And insane. And what will be interesting is the legs, you know, because Infinity War made two hundred fifty-seven million dollars in its opening weekend, but it didn't hit seven hundred. Here's here's Star Wars had more legs. Here's the thing that helps it a little bit is, and they did this with Infinity War, so it's not that it's different than Infinity War, Mm -hmm. is that versus a lot of their other movies, they've moved forward the release date one weekend sure. to avoid running into some of the summer box offices sure. that we're getting. So we really don't have much coming out this next weekend. I mean, could we realistically be looking at a 200 million second, second weekend? Maybe. Domestically? Maybe. Because if this thing loses the 55%. I mean, Infinity War on its second weekend did 114. Right. So if we go a hundred million more than that, we're looking at two hundred and fourteen. I'm gonna do some math here. Which would be do some math here real quick. Bonkers. I'm gonna say this movie If it loses sixty percent, it makes hundred and forty million. Yeah. So I'm gonna say that this movie, by the end of next weekend, this is my prediction for it, that worldwide it will be I'm going to go 1.8. 1.8? Okay. Okay. Which would make it Man. which would make it the fifth largest movie of all time in 2 Man. weeks. It'll be it it'll be across it, it, it'll be across 500 by the end of next week. It would put it behind Infinity War, Star Wars Awakens, Titanic and Avatar if it gets to 1.8 by the end of next week. In weekend. its second weekend. In its second weekend. Fucking amazing. Crazy. Um, let's wrap this bad boy up by actually giving our popcorn ratings. For those of you who, if this is your first popcorn diet, like, welcome, but what the hell? Also, we do things a little bit differently here in that we don't give stars or anything like that. We give popcorns. Our popcorn ratings are five different popcorns going from burnt all the way to perfect. Burnt popcorn means garbage. Don't waste your time. 
It is garbage. There's very little redeeming value here. Stale popcorn is like if you're desperate, if you don't if you don't spend any money on it, you'll probably be fine. But it's just not good. It's just not that great. You know, don't don't spend a ton of money on it. We also have microwave popcorn, which is kind of pretty much in the middle. It's fine. You know, it, your mileage may vary. You might enjoy it. You might not. But uh, it's perfectly fine middle of the road type stuff. We have movie theater popcorn, which is pretty darn good. You should go see this in a movie theater, you know, when you get a chance. And then we have perfect popcorn, which is go see this on the biggest screen as soon as possible. And I have a caveat with this, David. This comes with an asterisk because I'm giving this perfect popcorn despite the fact that we have said and that it's not a perfect film. But as a culmination, if you have watched every one of the Marvel films, this is, there's no way that this isn't perfect popcorn. Like It's everything that you wanted in a finale of the last 10 years. And you have to see it on the biggest screen possible. This is why they make big screens for movies like this. So that's what I'm giving it. Perfect popcorn. Uh, what about you? Are you going? I, see, now I feel like I did what you normally do, which is if there are flaws in the movie. Last couple times, you and I split. Uh, I went movie theater popcorn. You went perfect popcorn because you said even though there's flaws, it does what it does really, really well. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what you say here. Well, I'm 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 going this way, and it's pretty much re-emphasizing what you said this movie is not a perfect movie but is a perfect it is a perfect ending to a fantastic franchise um i am for one and you know we we talked about this a little bit in what i'll call the aftermath of this movie um (laughs) but i don't think we're ever going to get this again what we just experienced i don't know yeah like i know marvel has plans to continue on the franchise and that 100% 100% makes sense because there's a ton of movie to or money to make. Right. You know, a Black Panther 2 will not make <laughs> end game money, but it will make a ridiculous amount of money. That being said, I don't think you can pull this off again. Like I don't think you can take a group of characters, carry them for a decade right or more for 20 plus movies and have some kind of giant culmination at the end that means as much to people as what this movie did to the fans of these characters. If for no other reason than because we've done it. Yeah, we've done it, but also I don't think like you can't you can't go back and and do that. Like we could have Black Panther and all the characters that are involved in Black Panther and we could run them for a decade. Sure. And yes, you would be super attached to them and love them and all that good stuff. Right. But this wasn't just one character. Like you could have Peter Parker, you could have Captain Marvel, you could have those characters. But it's not going to be the same as Iron Man, Captain America. Not just the characters themselves, but the actors that portrayed sure. them. Um, I just don't think it's it was set up just perfectly like for this. It 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 got lucky in a lot of ways. Sure. Like there's a lot of things that went right for it that 
could have gone wrong. Very much so. Like there was a lot of casting. What if? Think about the casting that got changed. Two two castings, I think. Max. Even even just directing that's changed. Yep. Like there's a lot of things that could have taken this down a different path and led to it not being what it is. Yep. There was a lot of things that had to go right, and it's a credit to Marvel. It's a credit to Feige. It's credit to all those people that were involved. That being said. I think it's also would be ignorant to say this could happen again. And so because of all of that, I give it perfect popcorn. Again, we'll get into if you listen to our spoiler episode that we're that we also are going to be doing. There's plenty of things that I have issues with <laughs> with this film. There's a lot of leaps, in my opinion, that it it asks you to accept. Um, but just the heart that this movie has and the way that it wraps up this period of our lives and this uh-huh. <laughs> this Marvel franchise uh-huh. um, is a perfect ending. So I, I give it perfect popcorn. Does Feige get an honorary Oscar? If this doesn't get Oscar love, like legit natural Oscar love, does Feige get an honorary Oscar? I don't know. I, I mean, he should. I mean, at some point, probably will. I mean, it depends. I don't know what Feige's future holds. Like, sure. You, it's, it's pretty easy to walk away <laughs> after doing something like this. I know he's already been talking about kind of what's next and that kind of thing. But right. like if you want to go out on top, like this is about where to go out on top. And I'm sure he's set for life money wise sure. at this point. Do so whatever he wants. You can do whatever he wants. But it'll be interesting to see where they take it from. But I think, you know, for me, I would like to look at this as this is marvel from here and like whatever else comes is great but like well this is kind this. of like what it was you Definitely. know it's kind of like i would prefer to be able to just think of star wars as those first three films as yeah <laughs> and not everything else that came like not that i didn't enjoy those right. but like the perfect three movies are those three movies right same thing with return uh lord of the rings and hobbit like sure, yeah i I would. I loved the Hobbit movies. I enjoyed those movies a lot, but I prefer to just think of Lord of the Rings as right. those three movies. Right. And so I think that's how I'll always kind of look at whatever el- keep- whatever else is to come. Yeah. Because they're going to keep making them. You don't make three hundred fifty million dollars first weekend and just say, "Nah, we're done." But I prefer to look at this franchise as from Iron Man to Endgame. And everything else that comes is kind of just extra. Sure. Well said. That's uh, that's is pretty much how I feel as well. Um, that is going to do it for our non-spoiler episode all about Avengers Endgame. Remember that you can get free episodes of this podcast just by hitting that subscribe button. So take a minute. Give us a rating, five stars, hit subscribe, share with your friends, share with your family. Don't forget to check us out on patreon.com slash the popcorn diet. Consider becoming a patron of the podcast. Also, follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, at the popcorn diet. And then, of course, you can find all of our episodes, all of our articles, reviews, and more on our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. But as far as non-spoilers go that is going to do it for the canadian machine mr david melhorn and myself your very best good movie buddy rick williamson join us on our next episode as we talk nothing but spoilers about avengers endgame on the popcorn diet adios